0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour
1: number three, Jones and Mego with Arcan W-E-E-I. We'll get back to your phone call, 617-779-7937. I know Megos had a a take here. She's been workshopping that I'm looking forward to on the Celtics. We'll get to that coming up. But first, Brian Scalabrini joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. Brian Scalabrini, how you doing? I'm doing well. You guys enjoy uh, the All-Star Game? Well, so I, I was I was just going to ask you <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, we're the only thing. ones who watched it, though. I, uh, I... <laughs> I was not overly encouraged by the game itself, but it was uh, uh, certainly a... A, a game. Coming, well, and just a, a centerpiece for the Celtics, right? Like, they were the centerpiece of the game. Tatum had 55. Brown had his big game. I know you had no problem with Jalen Brown playing in the game, so we should flip that question on you. How do you feel about it?
2: Well, let's just be clear here. Like, I I think... Yeah, I feel like we're, we, we miscommunicate a little bit on this show. I think the game is oh, yeah. a joke. Yeah, I I think the game is a joke, but I do think the players have the right to do what they want to do. That's where I think we differ. Like, I don't care about the game. If the ca- players care about it, that's fine by me. I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights and I thought it was like a joke. So, so that's where I think we probably agree on things. It's just like I don't necessarily care if they really really want to go to the All-Star game and it's a really really big deal to them. That's great. You know, I'm more about the game, the, the, the regular season, and, and more importantly, about the playoffs. So that's – I feel like we're on the same page. It's just that we probably express it a little differently.
1: Well, and just quickly on the playoffs, we, we've talked on and off, uh, Mego and Arkan and myself, and maybe they've asked you about this in the past, managing minutes, especially for Tatum, putting even the Brown injury aside. I mean, Tatum played a bazillion minutes in that game. I just I – don't, I don't understand that now that we've gotten through the yeah, other side of the weekend.
2: You know, like, I don't, I don't get do it. That. Like, well, if we were playing Miami – that's going to be a problem, but in the regular season. But the intensity in that game, come on, that's a zero on the on the. You know, it's not all minutes are not created equal. Well, not not you know, playing, like, sure, but could, not playing
1: is a zero. I mean, that's a something. Maybe it's not the actual minutes, but not playing nah, is a zero. No,
2: nah, I mean, like that—that's a big thing for Tatum to go in there and win MVP. But I, I mean, I get it. If you want to be mad at the minutes? That's fine. That's it's fine. But but it's all about like I'll tell you a, a grueling series with the Milwaukee Bucks that's, that's going to be, like, you got to manage every second. Uh, grueling series, Miami Heat, yeah. All-star game, no. They don't, all those guys could have played 48 minutes, it wouldn't have mattered. There'd be no wear and tear based on the all-star game because of the intensity at which they play that. So you have to, like, balance that stuff. And, by the way, their sports science people, they balance all that stuff out. They know exactly how a guy responds to minutes or a lot of minutes or load and all that stuff. Like, we're, they're not guessing so when they let Tatum go and play the minutes, then the next day he'll have to uh, figure it out.
3: Okay, Scal, we've talked about these sports science people so often. Can you explain? I, I, I'm just curious. Are these doctors, like medical doctors? Are they, what kind of training do these, they, they sound like really important part of the staff when it comes to determining minutes for these guys and guys coming back from injuries and everything. Like, what are their qualifications
2: I, I don't know. I don't. I just know there. There's a lot of them. They're
3: just always around, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they do. I know that they're important though, and I know that everyone values them—from coaches to management to assistant general managers to owners. Like every everyone values their opinion, and you know, ultimately, I think it's the player's response, like the deal and their responsibility. And I tell you guys like, a funny story, right? Like. Like, we had, when I played with the Celtics, we had a sleep doctor, right? And I'm like, and the sleep doctor came in, and he clearly didn't understand the NBA, but he understands sleep. And I'm like, if we go and play Miami, and he's like, well, that, when you play Miami, you're going to get in at, you know, 3.30 in the morning into Bedford, and that's not going to be good. So we should stay the night in Miami. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, actually not, that's not a good idea. Like I, I know what your I know what your charts say, but it's not good if you think because in two days it's going to be good. You know, it's not going to be good because now guys are going to sleep. Go you know, stay out till seven. Like, are you factoring that in, or does that not come into the equation? So it's it's more. And I, I'll tell you what, from the being around these guys, they're way more responsible than we ever were. Like they just they take care of themselves. They, the, the diet, the trainer, the the sports science, all that stuff is leading to them being able to do more, even though they end up doing less. But it does, it, it does uh, come into play, and everyone's looking for that 1% advantage. And I think that's what it comes in, comes, all comes down to, is just finding a little advantage where you can keep a guy healthy or he can play two more games for you and be ready for the playoffs.
3: Okay, since you brought up your time playing, this might sound a little random, but when you look at this team this year, how does it stack up against that 2008 championship team?
2: So it's it's more of a generational thing. So um, I think offensively they are they would blow us out of the water, right? I mean I don't they just the talent level of the players nowadays is off the charts, right? But like we were different. Like we practiced all the time. We did defensive drills. We did shell drill. We did all like the mundane things day in and day out to work on our spacing and def- defense and all that stuff. So if I don't I I can't like. I don't know how it would end up. I don't know if what do you think in, working on their individual skills is better than teams that just, like, get after it and practice and compete and work on things. I have no idea what the end result is, but I just know that nowadays players rather come in, get their body work, get their skill development, and then kind of just, like, watch film. See so whoop we, their asses? Like, I don't, no, I don't know. the I, don't, I really don't know the answer. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm, I would tell you if who I thought you, so. Who would you pick, though?
1: Seven-game series, you and these
2: Celtics? I, 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 it'd be hard to bet against Garnett, Pierce, Allen, Rondo. It'd be hard to bet against those guys. I don't know how Perkins would play. Scal? I really don't. I don't know how that would work. But um, I, it'd be hard to bet against those guys. Like Those guys are so competitive. It's, it's, a, it's a level that you can't understand until you're around it. I mean, unless you've been around... Like completely type A personalities that were also super gifted. They're they're so competitive in what they do. I, I mean, mean, I work and... with
3: Adam Jones.
2: True. <laughs> 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 is he like that? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they call me they call me
1: the Garnett of sports talk radio. That is uh, yeah, that is so, what they
2: call me. I don't I don't know the answer. I really don't. I just know their skill level is much more than ours. You know, and our defense is much more complicated. But nowadays, complicated defenses get beat. You got to be able to switch and be versatile. So the game has changed a lot.
1: Scal, I don't think we've talked to you since Joe Missoula lost
2: the interim tag as a head coach of the team. What do you think of the timing of that, and what have you thought overall of Joe's performance so far this year? Yeah, I think Joe's been great. I, I I, always kind of thought that he was going to be the head coach. I just didn't understand why it took so long. But I think I'm guessing there's some legalities in that, I guess. I don't really know the answer to that, nor nor would I, I have a question with Brad. I'm not going to have, ask him those type of things. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I – once you saw the first, like, 20 games, I, I kind of knew at that point. He had the respect of the players, uh, the staff. You know, like he you know he commands the room pretty well. I, I kind of felt like he was going to be the guy. And, and everyone, like, grows. Like, as a coach, he's growing, getting better every single game, and he's analyzing different things. You know, the, we talked about the timeouts early on. Now the timeouts he's calling now. So I think he's getting in, in better. But – Ultimately, we're going to all figure out, like, I think Joe can really coach. And, you know, I have a personal relationship with Joe, and that's – I'm telling you from the standpoint of, you know, like, I think that he's really, really smart and bright. But we're all going to figure it out when the playoffs come around. And it's, it really comes down to, like, a certain substitution or a certain adjustment that you make. And sometimes that's the difference between winning a series and losing.
1: Well, so I, I agree. We are all going to find out in the playoffs, and that's why I wonder what the rush is. But But you tell me. You played for a long time. You've been in locker rooms. Like – if a guy's an interim coach, is he kind of looking over his shoulder? Are the players kinda questioning it because he doesn't have the title? Like like you tell me, is that is that something that factors into a locker room?
2: So I, I would just say from my opinion, I think it was really I think it's important to get rid of that interim title before going into the playoffs. And I think the timing of it's great. You know, like it gives him a little bit of time to get his footing, you know, for for the playoffs. But I would have I would have thought it would look odd like in April 4th giving him the title like it's almost kind of desperate as of right now it kind of looks like you've earned it we we believe in you the team believes in you you know whatever so i think the timing of it was probably good i didn't really understand why it took so long but um but yeah i think i think joe's uh i mean i just i really believe from a coaching standpoint he does a really good job for today's nba
1: Scal, what's it like going through a season like this? I know it's only about a third of the season left here, but what's it like going through it with a target on your back this size? Your team had legends on a Hall of Famers who were sort of used to that, I think. You know, used to having everybody sort of target them. This is a younger team, but they certainly have that this year. What's that like in the locker room? What's that like on a day-to-day basis?
2: I think it's difficult because um, I think it it caught up to us In 2010, you remember that season we were like awful after Christmas, but you know the first two years, like once we were the team, you know everyone gunning for you. But our intensity, our talent, our length, our our our, you know the size, like all that like it played out. And I think same thing for the Celtics. Like like a lot of times, if you're a talent like the Warriors, right? If if you're talented and you're you're a little bit small, that's going to catch up to you. Like Brooklyn at the beginning of the year, they were too small; they caught up to them, but. The Celtics are big. When they have their full roster, they're big. And by the way, do you guys know, do you guys know that the starters from last year's finals have only played 29 minutes together this season? Isn't that like remarkable to even think about? Like that group that had the net rating that that was lapping the NBA field with Rob and Al and Smart and Brown and Tatum, those guys have only played 29 minutes together this season. So, they're doing this, which is impressive, that they have the target on their back. And its you guys mentioned last week Derek White and how good he's been playing. Brogdon has had his moments. Man, even like Luke Cornett, Peyton Pritchard, Sam hauser Like, each guy has, like, really had their moments. So it's been impressive. And that's usually what trips up a really, really good team. But these guys are getting contributions from 1 through 12, sometimes 13. And it's, uh, it's really impressive to watch. But I just think it's, uh, this next 23 games is what's left. I'm really interested in seeing that 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 group that started in the NBA Finals or started the playoffs last year, how they kind of mesh.
1: Scal, before we let you go, as I understand it, you're uh, you're going to be doing play-by-play for Christian Fourier's Shots for a Cause.
2: Yeah, I got I cleared my schedule to to do it on. Uh, that's more. You got a scout. Right? You got a
1: scouting report. You got a scouting report for the field yet, or no? You're not. You haven't. You're breaking down the tape. Uh, no. Well,
2: I listened to his commercial. So he sent it to me, and I'm like. I don't know how this is gonna go, but I hope you know, I hope everyone makes as many shots as they can, so we can raise as much money as you can. I am gonna participate, by the way. I'm not just doing the play by play. Oh, you're a participant yeah. in
1: shots for a cure as well. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone's got to make the money, right?
1: Ar- I heard Arcan sigh. I heard Arcan sigh. <laughs> that means I'm definitely not going. Every- everybody's everybody's getting an invite except for Arkan, I was on I standby. So. But now, if you're in it, Scal, I'm definitely not. Scal, I've
3: been practicing oh. and like you know that muscle that's under your elbow, the one that's like the interior. It's hurting. What should I do?
2: Like, like, I don't know. You know you the layup? bendy, the bendy. Mike and Drew. The layups you know are the layups I got are fine. Yeah. Hey, I'm talking about J's, I'll ask, I'll, smooth jazz. I'll ask all the sports scientists. That's, that's <laughs> you who you got to talk to. Yeah, that's <laughs> you who you got to talk to. Just
3: get, get back to me.
2: I'll, I'll find out what they say about the, uh, what do you call it, the bendy muscle? The bendy
3: I'll, and I'll the muscle, the armpit muscle. What yeah. is that one?
2: That's yeah, technical. You got it. All right. <laughs> Don't shoot long shots. You got to uh, start in close. Where's right. your advice.
1: All right, Scal, we'll talk to you uh, next week.
2: Sounds good. See you. All
1: right. Brian Scalabrini is all our guests. Joins us on the Harbor One Hotline.